Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. The Holy Gospel according to Luke in the 23rd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then the assembly rose as a body, and they brought Jesus before Pilate. And they began to accuse him. And they were saying, well, we found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that that he himself was the Messiah, the king. And then Pilate asked him, well, are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Well, then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent, and they said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea and and from Galilee, where he even began, even to this very place. And Pilate, he called together the chief priests and the the leaders and the people, and he said to them, look, you've brought me this man who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence. I've not found this man guilty of any of your charges. Neither has Herod. He sent him back to us. Indeed, he's done nothing to deserve death. So I... I'll I'll have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together. They shouted out together. Away with this fellow, release Barabbas for us. And this was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, answered them again. But they kept shouting, crucify, crucify him. A third time he said to them, why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. Therefore, I will have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict at their demand. Their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, who was the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder. 
and he handed Jesus over as they wished. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Things take a turn pretty quickly, don't they? It's a plug for Holy Week. If you want to know how we got from Hosanna's to Pilate pleading for Jesus' release in a crowd, the same crowd, demanding that he be crucified, well, there are some steps, and that's what Holy Week will uh, allow us to, to linger on and to hear. Today, on this Palm Sunday, we're going to talk about noise. We're concluding our Lenten sermon series on the senses with the sense of hearing. As with each of these senses, hearing is a, a way that we may experience the holy, there was once a young boy, his name was Samuel. He heard a voice one night calling out to him. He didn't know what it was. He, he went to the room of a, of a guy named Eli where, where he lived, and, and he said, I don't know what's happening. And, and the voice kept calling and calling him. And, and finally, Eli said, oh, I think it's the voice of the Lord. So Samuel went back to bed. He heard this voice calling, and, and Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And then God said, Listen. I'm about to do a new thing in the world, and the ears of everyone who hears it will tangle. Listen, church, listen. God is calling you. God is calling us, reminding us that he is here right now doing a new thing in the world. Doing a new thing in your life. And that's the good news. That is music that makes our ears tingle. The heavens and the earth are alive with the power of God's presence. As Jesus made his way into Jerusalem, all that you could hear was the crowd singing his glory. Jesus said, if these folks were quiet, then the stones would start to shout. The world was full of his glory. The world is full of the voice of the Lord. Just this morning, I was noticing the voice of the sounds of, of God at work in the world. I was noticing the glory of the Lord. I was noticing, I don't know if you've noticed this, the, the sound of more birds chirping outside. That, that reminder of the return of spring. Just this morning, my ears were tingling. They were filled with the glory of the Lord when you were singing Hosanna together. Just this morning. Just this morning, I noticed the voice of the Lord when our youngest daughter asked if she could have milk meal for breakfast. That's how, for maybe just a little bit longer, she 
says oatmeal. And it always makes my heart glad. And it made me be very grateful for the way I can hear the glory of the Lord all around. If we give ourselves the the space to notice, if we have, as the Bible says, ears to hear it, there are opportunities to give thanks to God that come to us in what we hear. Now, I only watched a few minutes of the Oscars a couple weeks ago, and I did not see that moment that everyone was talking about, that moment that, as I can tell, was full of sound and fury, signifying nothing, as Shakespeare's Macbeth said. What I did catch in those Oscars was this, this moment that was full of quiet and joy, signifying something special. It was the moment that an actor named Troy Kotzer won the Best Supporting Actor for a movie named Coda, which we're going to watch tonight. Troy is the second deaf actor to win an Oscar. And Troy's parents, when he was very young, just a a baby, they discovered that he was deaf. And and then they began, as they probably would have anyway, but, but they began especially to encourage Troy to, to, to live his life at the fullest. He, he, they, they encouraged him to pursue sports. They encouraged him when he discovered a love of acting in the theater. And his parents, they had to learn sign language so they could communicate with their own son. So Troy gets on the stage. He, he begins his acceptance speech using sign language. Off screen, there was someone interpreting what Troy was signing into spoken words so that, that I could hear it. I, I, I couldn't hear what he was saying. I don't have that ability um, but to, that he has to communicate, to speak with his hands, so I needed an interpreter. Um, but he, he gave this speech, and, and it was great. He quoted Steven Spielberg. He thanked the Academy. He addressed the importance of of bridging the deaf world with the hearing world. And then he said, you know, my dad, my dad was the best signer in our family. But he was in a car accident. And he became paralyzed from the neck down. So he could no longer sign. So just notice what that means. This father lost his ability to speak with his hands to his son. He was the best signer in the family, but he could no longer sign. And so then Troy looks into the camera and he says, Dad, I learned so much from you. I'll always love you. You are my hero. And then Troy dedicated the award to the deaf community, to the CODA community. CODA means children of uh, deaf adults, children raised by parents who are deaf. He dedicated his award to them and to the disabled community at large. And then he signed, this is our moment. 
to my mom, my dad, my brother, Mark, look at me now. I did it. I love you. Thank you. It was a quiet, joyful moment signifying something special. One who is deaf, he gave a testimony of how he heard the love of his father loud and clear. One who is blind sees the world just simply different than one who is sighted. We experience the world with our senses, but such is the power of God that God finds a way to make sure that we see and feel and taste and touch and hear love no matter what. And watching Troy's speech, it reminded me of Psalm 19, which says, the heavens are telling the glory of God. The firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. Yet there is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all of the earth, and their words to the end of the world. There is a holy paradox that nothing in life or in death will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Even for a father who relied on his hands to communicate with his deaf son, who becomes paralyzed from the neck down, how powerfully loud and clear did his son hear and know the love of his father. He was pouring forth speech without words, without voice. And then Troy broadcast that love throughout all of the earth. At all times, in so many ways, through word, through the spirit, by the lives and testimonies of others, creation itself, God is communicating with us reminding us that God is in the world at work, in the world at work, in our lives, that we are not alone. Yet there is plenty in the world that seems to conspire, it seems, conspire to drown out the voice of the Lord, to, to negate that truth. And we call that, theologically, we call that sin. Sin is simply anything that seeks to stand between us and God, to separate us from God. And so maybe that is our own actions, not living up to who you know that God called you to be. Maybe it is some hardship that is wearing you down, causing you to worry and to, to doubt God's presence. God is always near us, nearer than our own breath. We are never alone, but sometimes this noise breaks in. Sometimes this internal chatter makes us wonder. And maybe there is somebody here who, who doesn't think that they are deserving of God's love and forgiveness, but God's word of forgiveness is declared throughout Scripture and it tells us that to, to doubt our forgiveness by God, to doubt that we are made worthy of God's love and acceptance is a lie. It is a sin. It, that shame is, is, is not true. You are. 
in everything, in the word, everything that, that, that we sing and that we pray, and that it all, that all declares it, yet still there's something that, that can conspire to make us doubt, to make us wonder. But even me? Even I'm worthy? What noise is it that, that fills our ears with those lies that drowns out the much truer, more beautiful voice of God that says, yes, yes, you are forgiven. You are loved. You are made worthy. You belong. Maybe there is somebody that, that just listens to this as a, a podcast who is feeling like there is no clear future for them. What noise has has clouded their ear that has so distorted the path that God is lighting. Is there anybody here that, that has had to make a tough choice and you just wished you could hear the voice of the Lord say, that's the one, go that way, that's the path? God, just let me hear your voice, just tell me what to do. And you know what's so interesting? In Psalm 50, God answers us, and God says, well, hear, O my people, and I will speak. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. Listen. But there's a misconnection. We didn't hear the call. N noise has drowned it out. There's a prophet. His name was Elijah. Prophet's job is to, to hear the voice of the Lord and to be able to communicate it to people. It's important that the prophet be able to hear God. We count on the prophet. We count on the prophet because the prophet hears God. What happens when the prophet can't hear God? One day, Elijah, he, he did what, what people do sometimes when they need to hear God. He did what Jesus would do sometimes when he needed to, to pray to God, needed to know that he was in communication with God. He did what Moses did when he needed to hear from God. You know what he did? He went out into nature. He climbed up on a mountain to try to hear God. Now, and he wanted to hear God. He had his ears tuned to hear God. And, and it says that now there was a, then this great wind it was so strong. This wind was so strong. Imagine how loud this was. It split mountains, and it broke rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And then after the wind, imagine how loud this was. An earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And then, after the fire, the sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle. He went out and he stood at the, the entrance of this cave. And there came to him Elijah. Maybe it's all the noise in our lives. The voices shouting from our TVs. The crowds shouting on the internet. The noise of war. 
the noise of gunfire on our streets and our homes. Maybe it's the cries of anguish. But God told Moses, I've heard, I have heard the cries of my people, but the noise of self-doubt, the noise that fills our lives, it seems to drown out God's reply. Maybe some are looking for God in the shaking mountains and in the whirlwinds and in the, the, the fires and the rage around us, listening for something loud. But it's when we quiet all of the noise, finally, in the sound of sheer silence, you may hear the voice of God speaking your name. Elijah wrapped his face in his cloak because then he realized that God had been present all along. I'm so grateful that today that no matter the circumstances of my life, no matter what I am going through, no matter the noise in my own head or all around me, what it may make me think otherwise, that God is still always there, always present, always speaking my name just to remind me that he is near. He is always near. Palm Sunday reminds us of this character of God that we see in Jesus Christ. When the crowd gets it on Palm Sunday, when they, when they really, they get it, they know that God is near, that is their hope, that is what they are praising, that is what they are celebrating. When they get it and Jesus rides tri triumphantly into Jerusalem, the sounds of their praise, their king, it's overwhelming. Things are good. They have no doubt their Savior is near when things are good. Well, that's when it's easy to feel God near. But things change fast in life. Before you know it, the songs of praise turn to the noise of violence and rage. The crowd that followed Jesus when they felt their Savior was near turned into a mob of noise calling for his murder. They no longer trusted him as their Savior and their noise filled the earth. But whether the crowd was praising him or beating him with their fists and their voices, Jesus did not change. He was still communicating his love. Even when the world refused to hear, he was still communicating his love even when his hands were tied to the cross. He was still communicating his truth, praying for them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing with his very last breaths, which they did not hear because they had left him in their fear. So whether you are on a spiritual high and you know without a doubt how good and amazing and God, present that God is and you hear him singing all around you, in that moment, yes, wonderful, God is near, you know it, loving you, calling you, forgiving you, saving you. And whether you are too lost in the noise of whatever it is 
that you are going through in your life to hear it, still, God is near you, loving you, calling you, forgiving you, saving you. And whether you are furious, raging, joining the noise, denying that Jesus is the Savior, crying even, crucify him, that God is near you, loving you, calling you, forgiving you, saving you. This is the power of God in Christ Jesus. Even though in this life there are times of where voices of destruction, they do prevail. They do not prevail forever. Because after the sounds of earthquakes and destructions, fire of rage, maybe even in the sound of sheer silence, then, then, amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you.